What is up? Welcome back to Microfamous and a late Merry Christmas to you. So we're talking about goal setting because I know this is the time of year where if you haven't already set your goals, which you probably have, it might be a good idea and a good time to take a second look at them because odds are you're probably making a big goal setting mistake. And I want to talk about what that mistake is and why it's going to drive you insane. Uh, and hopefully now that you're aware of it, you can banish that mistake from your life forever. So it's a big, it's a big ask. It's a big uh, topic that we're talking about today, but it's not going to be a very long episode because I think one key distinction, one key insight can really transform the way that you set goals in your business. And it's based on the premise that we are only in control of our actions. So setting goals around things like podcast downloads, uh, in my opinion, are really pointless because we don't have direct control over them. So I want to set the scene with a couple of stories to illustrate the core challenge we have when we go setting goals, especially in our marketing. So a couple of years ago, a client of mine hired this uh, outside marketing agency to run their whole marketing program. I was you know, working on their podcast, but I wasn't in charge of the entire marketing. And so they brought in an agency to kind of take over from what they were doing internally because they got a really good sales pitch from a marketing agency. And that agency came up with this whole online and social media strategy based on benchmarking and best practices of other clients in that same space, which is really, in my opinion, a corporate way of saying they're going to copy what other companies in the space are doing. But that's my opinion. But the one of the things that I noticed about what this agency was doing is they would create these lovely PowerPoint slides with projections of how the client's uh, marketing would go and how their podcast would would grow, for example, in downloads. Now that they'd be doing all this, you know, marketing stuff uh, outside of the podcast and alongside of it, and it all looked great on PowerPoint. And, and my clients got really excited because they love numbers and they love metrics. And, and somebody was really speaking their language and putting in a chart and a graph in terms of what to expect from things like their marketing, their podcast downloads, and and who doesn't love a chart that just goes up and to the right, you know. Unfortunately, the agency had no direct control over any of the metrics that they projected, and their whole brilliant strategy of copying what everyone else was doing in the space did absolutely nothing for my client. So after a year of spinning wheels and lots of presentations and stuff, the client ended up firing the agency. And I've seen that scenario play out enough over the years to see it coming, uh, and it stems from the same root cause. Now, I want to share with you another story that shows kind of the other side of goal setting. Uh, so I have a good friend and a mentor. He comes out of the executive recruiting space, which is like hand-to-hand -hand combat sales. I mean, it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of babysitting deals, a lot of last-second negotiation to get these deals to close. It's a really fascinating industry if you've ever looked into it. Uh, we have one client that's in that space, and, and it's, it's really fascinating to, uh, to talk to him. So my mentor, who coaches those executive recruiters at a very high level in, into the multi-millions of, of dollars of billings, was looking at how do you how do you teach someone who's in the trenches doing those sales activities to raise their performance? And he came up with this this approach uh, to coaching someone on their goal setting in their own personal performance. And in his view, he came up with ten different elements of their daily and weekly performance that each needed and required the person to care deeply and be dedicated to in order to master. So we're talking about ten different elements of, in his eyes, goal setting. And we were talking over that list and I looked at that and I just, I said, look, those are, those are all hundred percent correct. You're right. If someone actually cared about all 10 of those things in a certain environment, they would raise their level of performance and very predictably raise their level of results. I said, but what happens if you're in an environment where you don't know exactly what kind of actions have the results that you want? So in an environment where there's a very clear, direct, straight line between the things that you do and the things that you want, well, that makes sense. You just, you know, you do the math, as, as one of my friends would say. You, you experiment until you figure out what works, and then you do the math, and you do what more of what works until you get the numbers that you want. 
And in that environment where, you know, X number of phone calls produces X number of appointments, which leads to X number of deals. That's the kind of environment we're talking about. So when, when you think about that kind of environment, it makes sense. Like you can really deeply care about your outcomes because you have direct, absolute control. You know exactly if I put in this much effort at this X number of calls, I get X number of deals, right? It is, it is a known quantity. You're operating in an environment where everything is known. If that if that is the environment that you're in, by all means, you can set outcome-based goals. You can set goals for the outcomes that you want because you know exactly what actions will produce those outcomes. But what happens if you're in an environment like most of us are in out here in the wild west of coaching and consulting where you have no idea most of the time uh, what exactly the actions that you need to take are that are going to give you the exact outcomes that you want? And so uh, there's a difference that the, the conversation that I had with my mentor produced this key insight, which is there's a difference between outcome goals and performance goals. There's a difference between outcome goals and performance goals. So I want to contrast those two types. Outcome goals are the things that we want to see happen, like more podcast downloads or more sales calls or whatever. But we can't control those outcomes directly. No matter how much we focus our intention or our energy we simply can't produce more downloads or more sales calls just by thinking really hard about it or just by putting the intention out there into the universe. No, no amount of writing them down on paper, no amount of putting them on a PowerPoint slide changes the fact that we don't have direct control over those types of outcomes. Well, that's where performance goals come in. Performance goals are what we do to produce the outcome goals we hope for. Performance goals are the actions we take. Performance goals are where we can focus our effort and our energy to get better results. So in uncertain environments where things are unknown or ever-changing, that's all we can focus on. So rather than setting outcome goals for things like downloads or subscribers or things like that, focus on setting performance goals. What are the actions that you believe will have a positive effect and lead to the outcomes that you want? And how do those actions translate into new commitments? And what kind of metrics can you assign to those commitments to make sure that you stay on track? That's where you can focus on holding yourself accountable next year to the things you control rather than to the things that you can't control. So let's give you a real practical example. Let's say you want more podcast downloads this coming year. There's a few actions that will have a direct positive effect of some kind, right? Number one is just be consistent with your own content. Don't skip weeks. Um, you know, don't, don't go on vacation and then go, oh, you know, I'll record when I get back. Uh, that's number one, just be consistent with your own content. Number two is to create the best content that you can. Uh, if you're a client of ours, that might mean jumping on a strategy call with, with our team to go through that and look at, uh, look at the SEO research on, on, on YouTube, uh, come up with some things that you might pull from your book or a book that you're working on. There's a whole bunch of different ways that we can help uh, create the best podcast content that you can put out. If you're working uh, by yourself or you have a different agency or whatever, there's other solutions. But the bottom line is there's, you can be more intentional, right? There's things that you can do to be more intentional about the guests that you bring on, you know, higher quality or more thoughtful solo episodes, whatever, just do the work, create the best content that you can. That's number two. Number three is to get interviewed on other podcasts on a regular basis. If you don't have someone pitching you to new podcasts, then uh, just reach out to me. Uh, I've got a program inside of the Fast Track that has all the materials and a complete training system that you can put someone on your team or, some, or a VA through. So basically they pop out the other end, a fully trained podcast pitch assistant to where they could be pitching you every single week, week in and week out and getting you featured and interviewed on other podcasts. So just, just hit me up, reach out to me if you're curious about that. That's something we created a couple of years ago because I spotted the need in my own client's world to have that done internally for them so that it gets done consistently. Uh, if you happen to miss the episode from a few weeks back where I talked about how Tim Ferriss grew his podcast, then you probably don't know 
that his most recommended podcast growth strategy is exactly that. Just go out and get interviewed on other podcasts. So straight from the, the, you know, the king of podcast growth, uh, Tim Ferriss himself with like, I think 700 million downloads or whatever, basically says, hey, go out and get interviewed. That's the best way to grow your podcast. So make sure that you're, you've got a system in place essentially to do that consistently. And if not, reach out and we can help you with that. So that those types of things are something that you can set goals around. So I mentioned those three things, not to just put more work on your plate, but because if you want more downloads this year, those are the things I recommend setting goals based around. Not, I wanna get 50% or 100% or 1000% more downloads. That's an outcome goal. You can't control that directly. But you can control, hey, I wanna get on uh, two podcasts a month, every month for the next year, right? That's 24 podcasts a year. Maybe you set your goal at 50, whatever. You can't even necessarily control that because you can't control how many people say yes to you when you when you pitch yourself on, on coming on their show. But you can control the actions that you and your team take, like sending 10 pitch emails a week, right? That's a performance goal. That's an action that you can control that gets you an outcome that you want, which is to get interviewed more often, build your brand, send people to your podcast, get more podcast downloads, right? So it's a couple of, it's one or two steps removed from the goal that you want, which is to get more downloads but it's actually something you have control over. You can control the actions that you and your team take. So before going into this coming year, just ask yourself, like look at the goals that you have set for next year and ask yourself, do I have direct and complete control over each of the goals that I've set, right? Do I know exactly what, not can, what will produce the outcomes that I want? And if not, take a step back. Ask what actions might produce the outcome goals you want and put a number or a metric to those actions and then set that level of action as a performance goal. You know, X number of this every week or X number of this a day or whatever, right? And then hold yourself accountable to that performance goal. Let the outcome be a natural product of choosing good performance goals. So that is the mistake that we're all making. And hopefully now that you're aware of it, you can banish it from your life forever. Review your goals on a regular basis. Review them right now. Look at the goals that you have set for next year and just ask yourself, do I know exactly if these are outcome goals or performance goals, do I have absolute co complete and direct control over the things that need to be done in order to reach the goals that I've set? And if not, take a step back and turn those into performance goals, goals where you have complete control over the action that you're taking. And then the action is designed to produce the outcome you want, but you don't know yet because you're in an environment with a little bit of uncertainty and unknown or ever changing. It's okay to operate in that environment. Um, so that's my message for you today. Rethink the goals that you have. If you have any questions about our podcast production service or working together on your marketing, whatever the case might be, just reach out to me. I'm very easy to uh, to get a hold of in certain ways. I'm not act, I'm, you know not super active on social media, as you know, but you can hit me up on email, matt at pursuingresults.com, or you can actually send me just a, a Facebook message. I don't hang out on Facebook. I don't even have the app on my phone, but I do have Facebook Messenger. So if you look me up, I'm facebook.com slash getmicrofamous, and you can just send me a message, uh, text or voice. And I may respond by voice message because that's one of the easiest things. We actually do that internally with our team. We send a lot of voice messages because that speeds up the communication process. So don't be surprised if you get back a thoughtful voice message uh, from me through Facebook Messenger. So hit me up that way. That's the best way to get questions answered. Or if you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to cover. And of course, as always, thanks for leaving reviews and ratings for the show because that feeds the algorithm, helps put the show in front of more coaches and consultants like you who are trying to turn their expertise into a lifestyle business, all without getting caught up and losing your soul on social media. So 
Again, happy holidays. Take the time. Uh, do, do some reviews of your goal setting. Make sure that you're holding yourself accountable to only the things that you have control over so you don't frustrate yourself by trying to hold yourself accountable to things that aren't based in the performance and the actions that you're actually taking every day, every week, and every month. And we'll see you on the next episode of Microfamous.